This episode of Two Scoops is brought to you by Black Girl Magic. Ah. Cam, Mr. B. Is it recording? You know it. Let's give the people something new. It's time to serve it up. What's the scoop? Let's go. Serving it up, UK to the States. No tea, no shade, it's all grace. Nothing we can't discuss in this place. Black culture set the stage, please. Two scoops, baby. Yeah, two, two, two scoops. Serving it up for the culture. We back, we back, we back, we back. This is Two Scoops, and by now we hope you all know who we are. Your lovable two hosts. Bringing you the sweet, I am Cam. And I'm bringing you the spice. I'm Mr. B. And joining us all the way from New York City is our super special guest, the author of The Queen's English, which is the hot new book chronicling the language and culture of our LGBTQ plus community worldwide. The amazing Chloe O. Davis. Chloe is 38 year old black American bisexual woman who not only is an author, but a creative dancer and actor. We love a multifaceted queen. Yes, in addition to working on her current book, The Queen's English, she has been involved in many projects and productions like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Harlem, Porgy and Bess, and Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert. Currently, she is working on a pre-Broadway project called Paradise Square, as well as the upcoming Broadway production of For Color Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Is Enough. It is with pleasure that we finally get to welcome up into this Two Scoops gig, the amazing Chloe O. Davis. Oh man, what an introduction. I am so happy to be on Two Scoops with these beautiful humans. I love what you all are doing and thank you for having me. Thank you for having the Queen's English on the show. Welcome, babe. Yes, yes, yes. So y'all know, I've mentioned things from this book in several episodes this season. Mm -hmm. So to finally get you up talking to us and with us is like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) So we just thank you for being up here with us because we know you're busy. Oh, I again, I appreciate it. And, you know, it's June. It's happy pride here in New York City. The city is gone rainbow, you know, crazy. We love it. You know, COVID restrictions are being lifted. So, you know, the gays, the queens, the queers, (laughs) the MBs, the zaddies, the daddies, the chapstick (laughs) lesbians, the AGs. We are all out here so happy, you know, that we... We can we can exist. So, you know, um, all of you, happy Pride from New York City. And, you know, thank you for celebrating this book, The Queen's English. It is the dictionary for LGBTQIA plus lingo and colloquial phrases. It is a celebration of human identity. It is a celebration of, of course, the LGBTQIA plus spectrum, um, how we love, how we express, you know, our, our journeys, our experiences, our challenges. But it's just a it's a book that really articulates our experiences and and to really shine the visibility around the diversity of the community. Right. Like when I say diversity, intersectionality, you know, our experiences are different because of who we are. Right. Because if we if we are black and bisexual like myself or, you know, if we are AAPI and queer or if we are youth and gender nonconforming, you know, we all have different experiences and just 
to be able to have a book and a reference to articulate those experiences, to celebrate those experiences, I think that's really important. Well, we're going to dive into that in just a little bit. But of course, you all know, we got to get into the scoop of the week first. Let's get into it. You know what? I I was going to start the scoop of the week. Um, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm, I'm going to be real. And I'll try and keep it brief. Um, it's Pride Month and I'm feeling hella reflective. Hearing you talk about Pride, Chloe, did really make me smile, made my heart warm. Um, and just reminded me of, of, of the beauty that does exist in this month, despite the bullshit too. Um... So I've been feeling hella reflective and, you know, this this time last year, we were still grieving George Floyd. And I know we still are, but his murder was at the forefront of all of our brains at the time. And coming into Pride this year and it tying in with us in the UK getting back to some sort of normality, I can't help but think about how much more work there is to do within our community. You know, we've talked here in the UK of legislation that's making it harder for our trans siblings to access the right healthcare, treatment and advice. Our black trans sisters are still getting killed at disproportionate rates in the US and around the world without a bat of an eyelid for mainstream press. And a lot of our people them are still living in fear and unable to live freely and authentically just because they love who they love. You know, we still have so much work to do. And you know, my mental health over the past couple of weeks hasn't been that great. And, you know, managing low mood depression, whatever you want to call it, has been something I've been doing since 2012. That's nothing new. Um, she's very much in the room. <laughs> but a friend of mine sent me a YouTube video a few days ago, which I've watched every morning since it was sent to me. And it's Taja Bone short film with spoken word by Mickey Blanco. Um, I believe the it's, it's on the Nowness Culture Emotion YouTube page. And I saw this piece four days ago and it's a movement dance piece with Mickey Blanco's spoken word and the passion, the emotion in this piece is raw and I feel every ounce of it on such a visceral level. It's black and queer as fuck. It's fierce, tender, strong, powerful, and visually it's stunning. There are two lines from Mickey Blanco's poem that stand out to me, which, which has been giving me strength over the past few days. I quote, we've been doing all kinds of magical things. I'm going to repeat that again. <laughs> we've been doing all kinds of magical things. That links into our conversation last week with David McCormick about us being in this queer black renaissance right now. And the second phrase, I quote, we are a prayer that blesses itself. I am my sister's promise. I am my brother's promise that I will love myself. If you haven't seen this piece, type in Tajabone on YouTube. The, the title's actually quite long. It's Queer Black French Dance Empowerment featuring poetry by Mickey Blanco. Make sure you check it out because it will give you all the feels. And that's my scoop of the week. 
So as we know, June is Pride Month here in the UK as well as in the US. So in celebration of Pride, Two Scoops has had a little notable mention that I really feel like the world needs to know. So Pod Bible Magazine um, has a feature of LGBTQ plus podcasts. So Brendan and Matthew from the Bottoming Podcast, shout out to Bottoming Podcast, hey. uh, shared with the magazine, <laughs> shared with the magazine some of the best shows available from the LGBTQ plus community right now here in the UK. And so amongst the likes of Busy Being Black, Call Me Mother, and Bottoming Podcast, we, our humble little podcast, Two Scoops, had a notable mention by those two from Bottoming and from Pod Bible Mag. So from the this journey that we had that started in March for us to now, and it's just June, <laughs> to be even mentioned, you know, we're in our first season, haven't even completed a full season yet. To get even a notable mention is something that honestly is huge for us because we've worked really hard and we've opened up so much conversation and, and, and ourselves to to our listeners so thank you pod bible mag thank you guys at bottoming podcast for for recognizing us because damn it i'm gonna say we deserve it okay (laughs) (laughs) to piggyback off of that our friend spencer at queer talk podcast who was one of the people who really encouraged and affirmed that we should have this platform for ourselves he um, let me know that there's a Listener's Choice Award from the British Podcast Awards, which is supported by Amazon Music. And basically, it's, you know, like viewer's choice, but listener's choice. So to our lovely listeners and supporters, if you could do us a favor and vote for Two Scoops Podcast for the Listener's Choice Award of the British Podcast Awards. So all all you have to do is follow the link that we'll provide in the episode description, and it will also be in our Instagram bio. As a link, you have to type in the search bar two scoops. Simple as that. We will be the first option that comes up. There's other options of two scoops, but hey, we're the first. And uh, yeah, just click vote and we'll see where this takes us. But send your love and support and let's see. Let's see if we can get recognized for something else. So yes, happy times. Happy pride. Love y'all. Thank you. I just want to say, I see someone out there so amazing, so incredible, so spectacular, so affirmed, so celebrated. And I just want to say, I see you. I see you out there. I see all of my beautiful, gay, trans, queer, beautiful people out there. And I just want to say, you are seen. You are seen, you are loved, and you are supported. And whenever you feel like you are not, just remember, you'd have someone who loves you, loves you. So again, happy pride to you, regardless of the trials and the tribulations that we will continue to face because of our identity, because of being black, because of being queer, because of being trans, because of being non-binary, because of being a woman, because of being femme, because of being mass, because of being judged, right? But you are amazing in who you are. And I just want to say, I see you, I affirm you, and you are fierce. (laughs) All right, Chloe. So we know you are a busy woman. Tell us what you're doing right now. I know you're in the midst of something. What's the tea? (laughs) 
Well, I actually am at a fundraiser for New York City's anti-violence project. Um, and we are actually fundraising um, and bringing more awareness, of course, to violence and hate crimes. And the Queen's English is, um, is actually being sold and the proceeds are going to the anti-violence project here in New York City. So that is where I am. Um, you know, I just believe that invisibility again. I believe that, you know, if we have a platform to help and to support, that, we sh- that it is our job to use it. It is our job to be of service. Amen. Um, and so that is where I am. So when you hear some background and some, you know, all that chit chat and it's because they got drinks in their hand, but that's okay because we want that money. We want them to exactly. write their checks. <laughs> um, so we want them to be happy, you know, with their libations and we yes. want them to continue to support, you know, um, and bring more visibility to, you know, what we were talking about, what you were talking about earlier, right? When we were talking about George Floyd and this is, you know, the anniversary of his death and, um, of course, last last June, you know, we had to put pride aside, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because mm. there were matters that were um, needed to be prioritized, and and I think that's important in general, right? Like we can celebrate pride, but you know, we have to remember what pride is about. Pride is not just about rainbows and parades. Pride was because it was a celebration of the Stonewall riots, right? Yep. It it started from a place again dealing with police. You know what yep. I mean? Dealing with police infringing on people. You know, at that time, you know, it was you know, gay and trans people, you know, 2020, it was black bodies like always. And like you were saying, you know, when it comes to the disproportionate murders of black trans women, you know, we have to bring this visibility, you know, and that and that is what, you know, this the um, anti-violence project is about bringing visibility to, you know, the violence and hate crimes that are disproportionately happening to black bodies, disproportionately happening to queer bodies, you know, it ha- we have to do something about it. You know, a- enough is enough. So, you know, um, yes, we celebrate, you know, having a month to really, you know, stand in our greatness and our identity. But we have to remember that it is a constantly a struggle. Yeah. You know, it is constantly a struggle. And it's a struggle more for for certain people because of their identity. Again, because they are a black body, because they are a trans body, you know. So um, that is where I am. I want them to write these checks. I want them to give us money so we can, you know, use these funds to definitely support, you know, a community, support people who are in dire in, in dire need. So, Chloe, where did the Queen's English start? The Queen's English started at the back of my tour bus when I was dancing with the Philadelphia Dance Company, also known as Philodango, in 2006. Um, What was happening? So a little bit about myself. I'm a performer. I'm a creative um, and now, of course, debut author. But um, dance is my heartbeat. Right. And um, when I was part of the company Philodango, um, a lot of the men in the company uh, were part of the ballroom scene. The ballroom scene, what's that? Yes. I know we know what that is, right? Um, there are <laughs> one, that's wonderful representation of the ballroom scene right now. Um, it, it, you know, we have Pose, you know, of course, before we had Paris is Burning, that is legendary. That is a must-see for everyone. We have, we actually have legendary, you know, that yeah. is on HBO. So, 
you know, the ballroom scene is actually a celebration of black and, you know, Latinx, gay, uh, gay, queer, trans individuals to really celebrate um, identity, right? To celebrate, um, you know, self-worth and um, self-preservation in a world that dealt with racism, that dealt with transphobia, that dealt with homophobia, right? So the ballroom scene started in New York City, in Harlem, you know, to really, to really, um, you know, create a safe and affirming space for Black and Latinx, gay, queer, and trans people, right? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, from the ballroom scene, because of that, uh, the house culture or the house scene was created, right? And houses were created to, you know, mentor these young people who were, you know, um, dismissed, you know, from their homes because of their identity, right? So, you know, the ballroom scene is very, very special. It is a place that is about about evolution, empowerment, and growth, and and really understanding the mentorship of, of a, you know, a Black or a person of color, you know, queer, trans, and gay person, right? So, but another thing we know about the ballroom scene is the language, right? The language is so vibrant, right? When, when we hear like mm-hmm. read and fierce and come through and, and over and shade, right? <laughs> These words came from the ballroom scene to, again, articulate an experience that they were having. When we think of language, language always is created to articulate an experience, right? That mainstream necessarily doesn't have the information for or didn't get it right, right? So, um, you know, the ballroom scene created this language. This language, again, is so vibrant that da-da-da-da-da, pop culture came in, right? Madonna (laughs) came in, right? And was like, ooh, I like your language and I also like your style of dance. So, you know, for those who don't know... (laughs) Let me take that. Yeah. Those who don't know, Vogue, you know, comes from the ballroom scene. So before Madonna came with that Vogue, it was heavily thriving in the ballroom scene. Chloe, can you actually say that again, please? So again, before Madonna came out with Vogue, you know, Vogue was vibrant. Vogue was very vibrant. Godfather Willie Ninja, Get you know, was history. already, you know, thriving in the streets of New York City, in the clubs of New York City. Um, so just a little history. But I, let's go back to 2006. So, um, <laughs> you know, just learning... Uh, the language hearing it so much, you know, um, of course, you know, in the company as dancers, we, we grabbed onto it too. So I remember one time, particularly it was a word called snatch, right? And I, I remember asking what that word was. And a lot of times, you know, I don't consider this slang, but if people thought the language was slang, you know, you when you define something, you usually use slang to define it. And so what I did was when I heard what it meant, I just kind of regurgitated and I said, you know, it means this. And I was joking and it was this, in this very um, academic definition, you know, or Oxford definition. And we just all like kikied, mm-hmm, ballroom, but we all like <laughs> kikied about it and I laughed about it because it was funny. But what was happening is, I don't, I don't know, it was something very special about hearing the language. It was so vibrant again. It was so um, creative, right? Um, but more so the stories behind how the words were created. That was what I was really into. So over time, after I just kept jotting down words, you know, it was like by hundred, let's say after I got maybe up to like word a hundred, I was like, wait, 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 wait. This is like uh-huh. such a fully developed language. There needs to be a dictionary for this. So was and you collecting? You were collecting I was collecting all of this because it was, it, wow. and I, I didn't realize I was writing a dictionary. That's not what I was doing. Oh I just, I was so enthralled with 
the language, but I was so enthralled with the storytelling. And then I was enthralled with the history, right? You know, to learn about, you know, Mother Octavia, to learn about, you know, the dip, one of the five elements, not a death drop. It is called a dip. Mm-hmm. Um, Say it. You know, to Say learn, it. Say it. you know, to learn more <laughs> so like where tea comes from, not sipping tea, not T-E-A, but a capital T, truth. You know, it was just kind of like, you know what it was? I was like, this is history. This is black history. This is my history. And I want to know about it. That's actually what was happening. Um, And then I kind of went down this rabbit hole to find more about ballroom and then to find about the Harlem Renaissance, right? So I'm giving you all this because I'm trying to explain the evolution of this experience of writing this book. It started off Mm. with me being curious about words, right? And understanding that particularly this group of words, um, words came from the ballroom scene. But then it was another aspect of just learning about gay and queer culture, right? Um, And then me being a bisexual woman, not having resources that truly articulated my experience, wanting to dive in and find that language, you know, finding words that really articulated my, who I am and, and, and how I evolved into that identity. And then again, like I said, me being a performer and an artist and, you know, leaving Philodanko, going into musical theater, um, traveling across the world, meeting other people who identify within this beautiful umbrella of LGBTQI+, talking with individuals and learning more words, right? So going into the white gay male scene and learning about twink and otters and wolves, going into the lesbian spectrum and learning about the chapstick lesbian, the femme and the butch, or in the on or in the black, you know, lesbian and um bi scene, you know, talking about AG, you know, talking about diva film. And then more so, you know, going further into, you know, identity, you know, understanding more that identity is not binary. Identity is not heterosexual and homosexual. Identity is fluid. Heterose- identity is not cisgender and transgender. I- identity is fluid. And just, you know, really learning more about the fluidityness, the fluidness of who we are as people. And again, to like listen to people and, and, and like have people truly articulate their experiences to me as beautiful as they are, as hurtful as they are. It's like, I realized not that I was onto something, but I took a passion into something that I realized was bigger than me. So it's like, this dictionary is really like an evolution of self, but it is also my love letter to the gay and queer community because I didn't see the resources. In 2006, I didn't see the resources. In 2010, I didn't see the resources. I'm very proud that we have the resources now in, 20, in 2020 and 2021. We do. But we have the resources available to some people. And we have the resources that are only articulating some experiences. It was my duty and my passion to articulate all experiences. When I talk about inclusivity and diversity, all experiences, not just my own as a black bisexual woman, but to talk about someone who is 16 and transitioning, to talk to yeah. talk about someone who is queer and Muslim, to talk about someone who is 70 years old and just came out. That's the type of experiences and the diversity and intersectionality that I wanted to see. And I think maybe because I am a minority, I have a sensitivity and compassion to understanding other minorities' experiences and wanting that visibility for everybody. And so again, this was the Queen's English is my love letter, you know, to our community. 
were there any challenges for you? Mm, absolutely. I mean, I want to say the beginning part of the research, you know, just sitting with individuals and talking about words, talking about stories, experiences, that was beautiful. That is what fed me, you know, to, I felt like I was, um, I had a duty to listen and to learn and to be able to like articulate that experiences, the experiences as authentically as possible. Um, and then I had to write it. So that alone, you know, that alone was, was scary. Um, I, I was good at it. You know what I mean? Um, but it was scary because I, I always wanted to make sure that the experience was articulated, articulated correctly, um, inclusively, but, and that's why I always went through sensitivity reads. So this book has gone through so many sensitivity reads because I, I can't write something and say, this is right. I, I need to have so many eyes on it to, to, um, let me know that they felt, they felt empowered. Right. But, you know, writing the definition, um, you can call it imposter syndrome or you can call it insecurity. Right. So, you know, I, I am an educated woman and I am a writer. My mother is a writer. Um, and I love words, but you know, I've never seen a black woman write a dictionary. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, I'm writing and I'm creating and I feel good about it. But then it's also kind of like, am, am I scholarly enough to write this? You know what I mean? So I, I'm not going to lie. A, a bit of me, you know, felt like, who, who am I to write this? And then the other part of me said, well, who aren't you to write this? Go yes. be great. Go be great. If you were gifted with this, this, um, this uh, need to articulate experiences, to articulate your experience, to articulate others, go be great, go do it. Um, and so it's interesting, I writing the dictionary, when we talk about difficulties, because you know we are all human, we all have moments of challenges, you know, um, and the writing actually was beautiful. The challenge was saying, Chloe, you can do it. And you, and this is gifted to you, so do it. That was, that was a challenge. Um, and so, and, and, and I, I think also it was bigger than me. So it's like all the elements to this dictionary, right? The, the, the terms, the part of speech, the multiple definitions, the usage examples. I love this, the usage notes, right? That, that really articulate. Yes. Can you talk about the usage notes? Cause that is a, that's a highlight. For yeah. Me. The usage notes, you know, so the usage notes, are really important. That really tells you the etymology of the word, right? Who coined this word? Who originated this word? Who, what community commonly uses this word? Is this word pejorative? Is this word a stereotype? Is this word, has this word been um, reappropriated, right? Um, when we talk about queer, when we talk about dyke and faggot, right? These words, of course, were once derogatory and to many still may be derogatory. However, to others within our larger LGBTQI plus community, it's affirming, you know, it articulates their identity. So to have that and also to have did you knows, right? So did you knows go further deep into it? Did you know it, it dives into like our history, our history. Um, so, you know, just really being uh, really loving research, really loving history, really loving language and words. That's how this was created. And I think it just got really big. Um, so I did. I put it down. I mean, again, 2006 is when it started. You know, 2021 was when it came out. 
So huh. there was many things that I, times I put it down because I was discouraged because it was big. It was massive over 800 terms, you know? Um, so those were challenges that I can be honest to say when, when in the writing process. Um, but what I can say is I was so affirmed along the journey and that is why it's over 800 terms because of all of the wonderful people that I was able to sit down and talk to and uncover our history and uncover the etymology of the words and, and uncover why the words were created and, and, and uncover how words have evolved. So I feel like, you know, the biggest challenge was um, maybe myself sometimes, you know, and um, knowing that I'm capable of doing it. Another challenge was um, advocating, advocating. That was a challenge, um, advocating for, you know, people and their stories to be told that way and not in a whitewashed way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can be honest about that. Um, another challenge was also, you know, we, we're not always right, right? So it wasn't a challenge. Like, like I said, I went through so many sensitivity reads, but to, to, make, to always make sure that an ego, whether it be mine or anyone else's, an ego will not disturb the beauty and creativity of what this is, right? That we are all seen and all visible. So I want to say, you know, the, and then the challenge now is making sure the world knows about this book. You know, right. that is the challenge because it is it's such a beautiful book. And when I say beautiful, it's a design book. Like, you know, I'm creative. Yeah, I was like, I, think it's, it's I just can't <laughs> give you a dictionary. It got to be fly. Right. So I worked with um, gay and queer artists, uh, four illustrators. And my main illustrator, his name is Troy, Troy Lambert, along with um, Cassandra Fantine, Mark Yuri and um, Sinead Benjamin, they created some beautiful illustrations uh, in the book. And it's also the designer, Danielle, um, who's with Ping and Random House. You know, just the approach to the colors. These colors were handpicked, y'all. Like, we were not playing when it came to the design of it because I wanted it to be engaging. Yes, this is a, this is a learning tool. Yes, this is a celebration because it's funny, you know. And that, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that the writing just really show the nuance of who we are. We are sassy. We are fierce. We are, we are nerds. We are, um, <laughs> amazing. We are kinky. You know, we are, we just so many things. And I just wanted to show the diversity of that. So yeah, that, you know, many challenges, but what I think what I want to say is I'm always, I've always, this whole process, I've always been so affirmed by the community that made me keep striving because when I put it down, I was always reminded, like, Chloe, um, I want you to talk to someone because we, we need more words. Are you working on the dictionary? Chloe, 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 you know? Um, and even now, you know, just being at, at this event, right? And, and that the Queen's English is the fundraising item. You know, it just shows the volume to standing in your purpose and following your purpose and following your calling. Right. Because, again, it's bigger than you. It is life is bigger than us. And we have to stand in our calling to go forth and make this world a better place. And this was my way. Chloe shared something really special with Mr. B and me prior to this recording. And we are so excited that she is announcing. What are you announcing, Ms. David? I would like to announce 
that there's a new Queen's English in town in the UK. <laughs> but the Queen's yeah. English, the LGBTQIA plus Dictionary of Lingua and Colloquial Phrases, has a UK edition and it comes out June 17th. It's a beautiful cover. Um, it is published by Square Peg and Vintage Books um, in Prince of Penguin Random House. And we are ready to celebrate. And it dives into queer culture, you know, identity and pride, you know, that comes from the UK, right? So we talk about Polari and, you know, we, we talk about, you know, anti-homosexuality laws like, you know, Section 28 and, you know, we and and we talk about, you know, hate crimes that are happening, you know, in the UK. We we dive into what it means to have, you know, a queer family dynamic. Right. When it comes to adoption and when it comes to, you know, um, you know, just truly starting your family. I mean, it's just it's just a beautiful celebration again. Um, but this time it's the celebration of UK pride. And where can someone here in the UK get it? So <clears throat> I heard there's this amazing bookstore called Gaze the Word. Um, <laughs> so you can get it from, of course, that legendary bookstore. But um, you can pre-order it now there. Um, and you also, of course, can pre-order it from Pingo Random House UK. Oh, sorry. I also want to say it is also a beautiful forward by Paula Akpan. And she also was um, a UK researcher. So I just want to say shout out to Paula. She is amazing. She's, She's killing awesome. it. And I'm just so happy to have her part of the book. And JJ Revelon also gave us a fierce um, oh, wow. uh, writing when we talk about um, the ballroom scene in the UK. So I'm just excited to have, again, this type of visibility um, and just to celebrate you know, who we are all over the world. Mm. Chloe, you are such a gift. Thank you for this important piece of work. This textbook is 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 going to be passed on to generation to generation. You have collected something so vital and important here and the representation. Oof. I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm 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 still lapping it up. It's 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 incredible. Thank, Thank you me. so much. Thank you. Well y'all make sure to Get your copy, whether you're in the U.S., the U.K., or wherever you are in the world. Get either. Get both. <laughs> I will be getting the U.K. edition. I already have the U.S. edition. Uh, you can get in contact with Ms. Chloe O'Davis at the Queen's English U.S. So that's on Instagram. And also her personal page at Nez underscore Davis. So that's N-E-Z underscore D-A-V-I-S. You can also go to the website, www.thequeensenglishus.com. And be sure to check out also the Anti-Violence Project at avp.org. All of this information will be in our episode description. I just want to say thank you so much. Um, and can I just feed into you all for a second? You all are so brilliant and I'm I'm just excited to hear all of the wonderful things that are happening to Two Scoops podcast. Um, thank you for the visibility that you all are providing. 
Um, I think it's exceptional. So congratulations to these accolades that you are receiving. I just say continue to do what you're doing and thank you for providing a platform for like me and so many other other people out here. So I just want to say you all are artists. You know, I shout out to all of my artists, anyone creating anything, you are an artist. And so I just want to say thank you for your platform. Thank you for having me. And I just wish you all the best. And I like to say again, go be great. Cam, we are coming to the end of season one. Can you believe it? No, I actually can't. <laughs> but you know what that means? That means summer is here and mm-hmm. we are taking a break, y'all. Yes. A well-deserved one. <laughs> right? Because I need to I need to shake a tail feather or something. <laughs> but it's been an amazing journey mm. with this podcast with you, Mr. B. So I'm really proud of us. Me too. Me too. It's been really nourishing. Um... I've been loving every minute of this. So, once again, thank you. Thank you. Guys, people them. Girls. Children. Yes. <laughs> you can catch us next week for the season finale of Two Scoops. Two Scoops. <laughs>